All right, we're rolling. Uh, hey, we're back, you guys. You know, I've been thinking about this, Neil. Go ahead. That was Neil. Uh, this is Moshe. You know, every time we take a long break, we make an apology and say we're back now. But you know what? Fuck y'all. We're, <laughs> we do what we want. And at this point, you just have to know that sometimes we take extended breaks. That's what we do. Was it Neil's completely Neil's fault? I can't say completely. Uh, someone just wrote... Um, I'm no longer fucking with the champs, and it ain't by choice. <laughs> we're Literally, sorry. that's from 11 minutes ago on Twitter. I'm I, not saying we're so not what? sorry. I'm just so? saying this is the way we are. You think we're afraid of you? Well, yeah, yeah. I think people you, if nice. you didn't get the message, we're fucking. We don't. Yo, we don't give a fuck. But we do give a fuck. But, but we, we, we love you. Air, but we love you. But we have an air of not giving a fuck. The, my favorite one from t- this was also from today that I got was uh, you read this one, Neil. What happened to the champs? Did you guys run out of? T- Topics that were tangentially connected to growing up in Oakland and Dave Chappelle. Well, you know what? Fuck you, man. Fuck These you. These motherfuckers. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. And uh, we did for a month. <laughs> That's right. And now we're <laughs> we back. We couldn't find shit, but we found, we scrounged up some people that have seen Dave and Yo. have heard of Oakland. So, yeah. good enough. Dave was in Oakland. Uh, dates. We got dates. I don't have, just watch the Approval Matrix every Monday night at 11 and again on Thursday nights at I think 11 again. On what channel, Neil? Sundance TV, guys. That's right. 11 o'clock. Fuck uh, with it. Hey, uh, I got some dates coming up. Uh, I'm off the road for a little while, but I will be at the uh, Oddball Comedy Festival on September the 12th. And if you're in Chicago, you can come fuck with me at a Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me live taping in Chicago on the 11th, September 11th. So September 11th from now on will be known as the date that Moshe made his debut on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. In October, I'll be in Chicago again the 17th that weekend. I'll be at the Up Comedy Club. And uh, then... Uh, Do you think there's people that are like, when is Moshe going to make his debut on Up, Wait, Wait, oh, Don't absolutely. Tell Me? Oh, the, the spillover between Champs listeners and Wait, that are Wait, like, Don't Tell Me when listeners. Is the, when is Moshe going to make his debut? It's hard. It's I'm been waiting. hard for people. Yeah. You're assuming they don't. I, got, I am assuming I they got don't. fans, Neil. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying nerds. they don't fuck with NPR. Listen, I had a thought today that you know you're listening to NPR when someone on the radio says Costa Rica. <laughs> no one in on any other radio station will ever say Costa Rica. Not even Costa Rica. It's more like not even oh, no, Costa sorry, Rica? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's not Costa Rica. It's, I fucked the joke up. It's actually Nicaragua. Uh, Seton, go. Seton, you got dates? Oh, I, can, I can talk? Oh, awesome. All right, this is the most important one. You could have talked the whole time. Oh, yeah. really? I wasn't sure if this was a promo because y'all kind of didn't like evolve into it. Oh, y'all you just started what? recording. And- I gave him the wrong mic switch. Oh, shit. No, because you're one of the loudest motherfuckers in the game right now. I am one of the loudest people I know. Um, that's my problem. But yeah, uh, October 5th, Mulaney. Uh, Mulaney Mulaney on Fox It's going to be after Family Guy It's going to be competing with football We're going to beat the fuck out of football yeah, Are you ready for some football? Yeah. No no, I'm, not, I'm ready no. for ready. Mulaney and ready. Seton Smith Ready for some fucking You ready jokes? for some s- smart East, Northeastern type humor? Yeah Are you ready for some people that have been waiting For Mulaney to make his debut on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me? Well turn turn on No? Neil? <laughs> I was trying to No No Alright You know what this one I give you I think you're right here all right, all right uh, let's see what else. No, Mulaney, you're on the, he's on the sitcom Mulaney is what he's trying Mulaney to say. It's going to be uh, pl- fun and pleasant and happy. Right? Fun times. Nice You've done that. like eight of them or something? Yeah, we're on episode eight this week. And yeah. what, any other any live stand-up dates before we start the episode? Yeah, Comedy Connection. Um, no, no, wait, hold on, shit. What, what, is so, go- what is so funny, Seton, is we've been talking while we were waiting for Neil to get here, mm-hmm. and you are a quiet, very reserved person, and then the moment that this podcast magic started happening, 
You are an animated, loud person. Oh, I, I'm sorry. That's why. He no, no, no. no don't I like you shit on him. He's I'm got a good mic. Yeah, no, I, I like. He's got the, the perfect mic for his volume. I know. I'm not. I wasn't shitting no, on him. You're just surprised by this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Can't be this big all the time. It's right, right. So I, I gotta choose. <laughs> I gotta choose my spots. Uh, and then let's comedy see. connection, and then Charlie Goodnights. Charlie said. Goodnights. Uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving, um, uh, New Year's Eve, we're doing DC Improv. It's gonna be fun. His way, the best. Uh, just me. The best. Oh, wait, I like. I gotta start calling myself we. Dude, you get on a sitcom. Yeah, you no. start royal weeing it. <laughs> yeah, that sitcom yeah. money. We're yeah. doing. <laughs> we're gonna Sundance be. Sundance isn't we. Sundance is like me and a, me and a buddy of mine. And then who? That's just me. It's just, all right. <laughs> You'll get there though. <laughs> Should we, Should we, we start the episode? Yeah. Now you're fucking with the champs. <laughs> I woke up the morning on my money sheet. Grab my set, hit the streets, I'm on some other shit. My girl out of town, I'm with my other bitch. Hit the mall, blew it all on a bunch of shit. Then hit the club and turn the crowd to a marsh pit. Then hit the club and turn the crowd to a marsh pit. Champs is back. Champs is back. An N bomb dropped within. Yeah, you know, you know minute. what you're listening to. You're it's not listening. To, you ain't listening to Nerdist. This no. is my demographic. No. no. Finally, the N we're going to introduce you to some black Nerdist. people, Seton. Thank you, thank you. They never come to my shows. I, I know out, we are going to put out in, flyers. We no, are no, gonna, what we could introduce you to on the Champs, I believe, is uh, white people that thought they were black people when they were in high school. A lot of black listeners. Don't, that is true. Don't that kid is true. yourself. That's fair enough. Don't shit on yourself. I know you. They. We value. Just so you know, white listeners. We value black listeners easily. It's three, three yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we value black listeners twice as much as we value the white listener. Yeah, I would, but I, but I would you that. don't if if not three times. Right. And black celebrity like Danny Brown, the fact that he listens to every episode of, allegedly that's four. He has the power of four white people. Oh, what up, Danny? I love your last album. I like that dude. Yeah, he's great. We he's do be We're on. doing he's it uh, apparently October. Dude, um, a- Asian Pacific Islanders. For some reason, we we actually count them as uh, one point three listeners. Like like Samoans. Samoans are one point three. I I don't know, but if we do, all right, Seton Smith. Seton um, Smith. that is your real name. Yeah, my bro- my uncle uh, has a lot of land. My great uncle <laughs> has a lot of land, so my dad decided to name me after him, just in the hope that he would die and give it to me. No. Is that true? Um, that's what he and did he die? Me. He did not die. He's about nine to seven. Come on, Seton. Kick the bucket. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm Seton. You can live all you want. <laughs> now you're on some Hollywood sitcom. Your dad's like, well, are you yeah. going to move back to the mountains? I got another uncle that sort of got some shit. He might give it to you. Um, Backup plan. Uh, now, what? where'd you grow up? I grew up. Um, my mother moved every couple of years of my life because she didn't want to die um, regretting. Single mom? Ish. My mother, my father was very much in my life, and my mother didn't like him, so we moved a lot. But he was always <laughs> Oh, that's why she kept moving is because he kept showing up. <laughs> Son, I'm here. It was single white female. Single yeah. black female is what you're talking <laughs> about. On the or no, what was that movie? The Julia Roberts movie? I don't know. Uh, fuck, it was a funny movie, though. It wasn't funny, but it was <laughs> Sleeping <laughs> with the Enemy is what okay. it was. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what it was. was Julia, Julia Roberts movie, Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh, no, never, never. Uh, bef- like 90. 
It was right after Pretty Woman. It was his follow up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm deep in the game, deep in the game, deep in the game. So, <laughs> deep, deep in the Roberts game, deep in the Roberts um, game. Now, Seton and I have worked together a few times. Seton One of them is once? what we'll call the best part of my personality, and the other part, the other story is, is the, the part worst part I'm of my personality. To. I remember that. Yeah. Which part? W- there's two stories. We worked together at the DC Improv, and we also worked together on Chris Rock's uh, movie that's apparently coming out in November-ish. Or it's going to be in Toronto, I think. Wait, so I mean, whatever. can I guess? Uh, which, which which story? Part, where you were an asshole, where you were cool. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I feel like the DC Improv, you were probably a nice guy. Doing well, <laughs> getting your ego boosted a little bit. Uh-huh. On set over there at Chris Rock's movie. Maybe he came down on you a little hard. Yeah. Maybe he didn't even recognize you from nope. having worked. You're, got, you're literally fl- you. Hold on, let me finish it. my okay. narrative. <laughs> All right, hold <laughs> no, on. Please keep going. Why don't you t- tell the truth? Mm. I want Seton to tell it because it's funny. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Well, okay. What's we'll the, the dark, the bad one? The bad one was in DC Improv. Oh. Foiled was, again. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a host. It was me. It was Neil closing out, doing a wonderful job. So, anyways, uh, the, the headlining. Oh, he calls it. We were headlining. Well, in this motherfucker for me because. Oh yeah, Local local legend. They didn't know not to come for me. Local yet, legend Seton Smith. You get tired early. I know that about you. Yeah. If I don't Seaton, have my smoothie, Seton only <laughs> likes to do about twenty five thirty. So what, maybe what, you'll sorry. go up and perform an after. All does right. Does Dave so Letterman close the show, or does a band close the show? It's Dave's show, so he was the Letterman that night. All right. So so. We're, Thank you. Thank so we have a ninth, uh, 18, maybe maybe 17-year-old host. Very, very cute boy. You just want to hug him constantly or be creeped out by him. So we're sitting there in the green room. Adorable. He lives out here now. I can't remember his name. Uh, you know his name. Yeah. Do you want me to say it? Uh, no. No. Uh, but, yeah. So I found him a little bit presumptuous and Pre- annoying. precocious kid. Yeah, but also, like, he would make his problems our problems, but they were all his own narc. They were only they were his narcissistic, um, uh, sort of paranoia. Give me an example. Actually, the the story that that you're going to oh, was one. that's why I got pissy was because I found it so annoying that he kept making a problem that we had solved, and it was his own like neuroses that made it like this big thing. Right. Oh, I'm thinking about just him. He, you were sitting there eating, and he just like, yeah. eating chips. And, and mm. um, okay, here's the thing. I'm eating. Chi- I I'm a vegan. Everybody knows I'm a well known vegan. In fact, um, uh, Peta sent me a bunch of T-shirts. So I'm pretty. Peta did. That's how big in the game I am. They sent Jeez. us some T-shirts. We. I don't mean you and me. Not I mean we. I mean. <laughs> I mean good. multiple you can keep Neil. Your Peta shirts. Uh, and um, so. I, when you're vegan, it's fucking hard to get food. When you're just, you have to like go. They don't have it at the club, whatever. So I had chips and I had a burrito and I had some guacamole and I was hungry as shit. Now the kitchen at the club also had chips, guacamole, all that same shit. I didn't know that and I just wanted to make sure it was vegan. So I went to, I think, Chipotle. So this kid, go ahead. Just kind of, we're all sitting there and the kid, without even kind of even looking up, just reaches over Neil's plate. Takes the chip, hey, puts you it in his mouth. Don't one do of ten that. kids. Do, you should have. One of ten kids also largely fucks with black people comedy game. You do not do that <laughs> to a black man's chips. You would do never that. do that black people's chips. That is you, correct. You straight up don't. Do no. Yeah. So <laughs> ask politely. And he also. Never but the thing was, radio. we told him. He's like, I'm just so hungry. And we were like, go to the kitchen. And he was like, well, I don't want. I don't know if I should. And it was no, like, no, just go to the kitchen dude, and I get a burrito. And this is rare. Yeah. You're not here. You're on my side for now. Okay. A couple minutes later, this kid is bursting into tears. No, crying? Bursting. (laughs) Crying? 
crying. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes up. Because I was literally shaking. like, the fuck are you doing, man? Don't fucking eat my food. Like, I'm fucking, I'm hungry. I have to eat. I'm headlining. I got to do a fucking hour. You're doing 10 minutes up front. Like, go get, you have plenty of time. Go get your own fucking food. Don't touch my food. I do like that you had to bring in the comedy. Like, there was no yeah. need. It's just like, don't eat my food. Was explanation enough? But it's also I may I have, need nourishment as the headliner who has been in Hollywood. The thing I may famous. not have said, they may, I may not have said just now that I said I may have said, "Don't touch the headliner's food." Ah, uh, you didn't, did you? Really? <laughs> I may, I don't, I it, I don't, I may. Have. Like that's a rule in comedy. <laughs> I, don't know, I, know, I know that's. Oh, I mean, Bob Hope so, said the same that's what's thing. So Sammy embarrassing about it. That's what's so embarrassing about it. Is I may have said, "Don't touch the headliner's food." That is hilarious. And apparently, you're giving minutes him shit later, for saying we're going to be at Charlie Goodnight's. No, I know, and I you- said, "Don't touch the headliner's food." <laughs> I'm a, I'm an ant. I'm a fucking total piece of garbage. I'm an indefensible piece of garbage. And hey, so the kid cried. He, he cried, trying to talk to the manager. The manager hugged him. Manager <laughs> oh has huge breasts. Hugged him, and then uh, we just moved on. You and the manager ended up laughing about it later, though, right? Dying laughing. Like, the manager was dying because he was such what a bitch. Ca- move. Wh- I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was crying? That's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying he deserved it. I don't it. like him on any level. I'm with you all the way across yeah, the board. Yeah, thank you. You should have peppered his chest up. Don't touch a black... <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't touch a black man's chips. Yeah, don't touch the, the headliner's... headliners yeah, don't... There's Dude, many... Basically, as you've said many times before, your run-of-the-mill black man is essentially equal to... A white headliner in comedy, like just yes. a black dude off the street. I will go with it's that. actually a white middle. No, I actually say cool. a white middle. It's a the average middle. black dude on the street is but funnier not a host. than is funnier than not a, an effeminate. Oh, host. you're the uh, average black dude on the street could have come and hosted that. Um, could have hosted that show. Oh, and he wasn't funny either. Oh, no, God. he actually is no, funny. No, no, he is funny. No, I'm not kidding. He's no bullshit. He. What's hilarious is that this kid is almost and I have no doubt crying again. in memory, I have no doubt that he will do well in show business. He will do show. And he'll be a sociopath and get back at us all. He all will, yeah. I have no doubn. This isn't over. Become, I'm going to be funded by this is not over. one day. Cause he ain't you, know when, uh, you know in Bronx Tale where Joe Pesci uh, beats the dude up and then at the end he shoots Joe Pesci? It's like that. They're, my, I'm going to get what I got coming to me. Um, he's gonna. I'm going to be like a pauper and I'll be like, can I have... Please, sir, and he'd be like, don't touch the headliner's don't, money. Don't talk to the headliner. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a um, great story about Bobby Slayton and another comic. Have you heard this story? No. He, he gave me one, too. I got a story oh, he's got one? I, he gave me his story. I've opened up for a couple times. It was, so I got one. Go ahead. Well, this guy's a larger... I don't know if I, I'm talking out of class by telling this dude's story, but this guy is, has a larger... Um, uh, he's a larger fellow. Mm-hmm. And Bobby or the guy who told the, the story? The guy who this happened to, who was middling... And he's Bobby's mercilessly picking on him the whole weekend, you know, like because he's selling T-shirts. And he's going, "How many T-shirts did you sell, you fat piece of shit? How many T-shirts <laughs> you sell tonight?" Because I guess Bobby's not selling that many T-shirts. Right. The other guy's doing well, and he doesn't like that. Anyway, <clears throat> on the final night, Bobby is eating some French fries, and he's been bullying this guy the whole time. <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, you want some of these French fries?" And the guy's like, no, I'm, I'm okay, Bobby. And he's like, you know you want these French fries, you fat piece of shit. And he throws a handful of French fries at the feet in the guy's face. And dude could beat – I don't – I mean, Pitbull of comedy or not. Slayton, yeah. He would beat the shit out of Bobby Slayton. 
and he didn't. Coke yeah, but you can't beat the you can't beat, you can't the, headliner beat the headliner. Yeah, don't. What punch, do you got? Don't punch the headliner's cocaine. face. What do you got in no, Bobby Slayton? No, my story is nowhere near as bad. I was gonna just tell you the little racist bits he does. No, 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 hit oh, me, yeah. hit me, please. Oh, yeah. This is no, the I'm week. Sorry about that. The racist, <laughs> racist bit he has, which I think is kind of, I, I don't know, I found it kind of funny at the time. It was two thousand. Actually, I'm curious <laughs> if I defend this nigga. Fuck it. I no. thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm gonna commit to this shit. Back in two thousand five, I'm opening for him. I remember I would open up for him, like, uh, Bobby Slayton, and then I'd walk off stage, I'd do the customary handshake with the headliner, and then he would just hold my hand and grab it, and then he would start dancing, tap dancing, and he'd be like, uh, and he would point to me, give it up for one of the leading Negro lawyers of our time. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, I don't know, 2005, it was okay. He was tap office. dance? Tap dance. Uh, maybe he did a little shuffle. It was yeah. uh, it was Don Rickles level of like, all right. I either have a choice of laughing or <laughs> laughing, keep my job, or getting fired. I'm I love sure. that. I love that fake laugh when someone insults you and you're like, <laughs> you're more powerful than me. <laughs> no, Sammy Davis, you laugh. Don't eat. Don't eat the headliner's food. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so you moved all around the country. Yeah, DC, California, Missouri, and New Jersey, New York. Did I say New Jersey already? My bad. DC, New Jersey, yeah, whatever. North Carolina. And you started comedy in DC. Yeah, I started with um, Rory Scovel and who else is here? I don't know if you know Hampton Young and the partner. Yeah, Nicolera. sure. Yeah, man, we had a good year. Hampton's got tight hair. Does Hampton, he? Yeah, he's got a real tight hair. He's tight? got a tight. What do you mean by like that? it's just it's like good. got a real? Yeah, but it's fucking. It looked. It looked good, you know what I mean. It's he's it's tight on the sides, and then the tight. It's like how you made me do my hair for a while, right? I noticed that you're moving, but away a tight. From <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, but a tight. I straight up missed my uh, faux hawk doing that. I was like, I fucking uh, missed that. that you know, I was right, right? Yeah, no, I get it. One of the only yeah. arguments we've ever. had. It's off put. It's literally an off putting <clears throat> haircut. What, here's what I've realized about my face, because like my, I was my look one way, and then I grew like a little stubble. And people were like, keep that. And now I have glasses, and people are like, "Keep that, keep that." What I realize is that my face is like Pinkberry; mm. it needs a little something, it needs a little mochi. Yeah, it needs something because otherwise, it's just like yeah. you look good to me right now. I Thank feel you. My neck is a collar. I'm always just feel like is I, that right? I'm a better collar man. I'm better I don't balanced. perform in short sleeves ever. <laughs> mm. That's a, that's true too. Why is that? I don't know. I once heard that Jerry Seinfeld said, "Don't do it," and it resonated on some level with me. Because I'm, I think I'm maybe insecure about how hairy my arms are already. Oh, right. That I just started, like, always do. And I've never performed. I never perform in short sleeves. Do, you, you do. I, I do in shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, I, I would never perform in yeah, shorts. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah, I would I never perform in shorts. I could, but, but that's only because I have respect for the craft. I know. Like, you don't, and I that's your you. no, thing. No, no, I don't respect I just, this, right. is a, a, this is a little stepping stone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and thank you, for, thank you for the career. Yeah. No, nah, I just think, like, also, <laughs> just like if I think sometimes mentality, career, like, uh, energy-wise, if I know if I'm really fun and really wild, I'll wear shorts because then the tone of the crowd, like, the median is set a little higher. For me to be energetic, sometimes if I'm going up there with too formally, if I you need to silly. to get your full tap on, you need to wear shorts. You got to get your Bobby Slayton on. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I say, do we want to talk split. about Ferguson? Yeah, I think we're going to get there actually. Because I would like Seton, to Seton, you were saying you were telling me before Neil got here yeah. that uh, you were actually shot in Ferguson, correct? No, that you were yeah, reading no, a book. It was amazing. It was really <laughs> was, traffic stop. Was it good? That shot. It was great. No, you <laughs> were saying you were reading some uh, some book about civil rights pre pre Martin Luther King or what was it? Oh no, I was reading Part in the Waters. Um, which is uh, the Civil Rights March, or basically from the end of slavery to when Martin Luther King got shot. And I was just trying to tell you a random antidote. The book is awesome because it pretty much tells you all the political... Parting the waters? Parting the waters. Got it. It's like a, it's like chronicling like all how the uh, preachers... Because, you know, back then, before 
you know, black people own shit. Uh, we own churches, and so the uh, richest people in the community were preachers. So they pretty much controlled the community. So, but there's a lot of political backstabbing that went on because they wanted who was going to get credit, who was really pushing, who wanted to save their church because some of these guys is making crazy amount of millions of dollars back in the day. I heard about this guy. Not to cut you off, sure, no, but fine. I, but that's what we do here. I heard about this guy that was a, a contemporary of Martin Luther King, who was ten times before Martin Luther King became Martin Luther King was ten times as famous and powerful in the black community as Martin Luther King. His name was Father Divine, and he was a- I thought you were going to say Paul Mooney. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mooney. Uh, no, his name was Father Divine, and he was a flamboyant, pimpy, pimperish, homo- flaming homosexual preacher with, uh, I mean, he never said, I'm a homosexual, but it right. was like, he had fake nails, and he would, like, dress in, like, you know, he had long hair, and they... They uh, politically assassinated him, not literally. They set him up with like a – the government like set him up with some crazy male prostitute sting thing to basically bring him down. And that there were all these kind of mega preachers that were that, uh, antecedent to Martin Luther King. That were- well, Martin Luther King always kind of got a bad rap for being a little too cooperative with white people. Well, did you know how he became the leader of, of, of all – of this whole thing? No. It's fucking amazing story. Uh, so the boycott, okay, this pretty much starts 1954, boycott starts, Rosa Parks does the whole thing. Rosa Parks also was a plant, by the way. She was a right. plant. She had done it weeks before other people had done it. Yeah, yeah right. it's a bit weird. So, um, but what, how they started, they were She was the first improv everywhere. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> she was perfect. She was like, how you gonna hurt that little light-skinned uh, chick? Yeah. Uh, it is a funny idea to be like, you have to be... Oh, very, very vulnerable. No, they like did a, recruit like her. No, they recruited lady. her because it's right. like, let's get a middle-aged woman who, right. like, with kids and all that shit. It worked with Jackie Robinson and shit. Right. Uh, so um, they're having the first meeting. Montgomery Integration Association, MIA. They had the first meeting. Um, what This porter guy who just uh, was a leader at the time. A porter? He was a porter. A, a black a, porter? Black porter. Come on now. Wait, I'm, what does he call those people that work Pullman on the porters. Um, on Pullman, the, Pullman on the porters. Pullman porters. Yeah, he was yeah. black porter. Uh, so he was having a min- uh, meeting with the ministers in the basement, and the ministers wanted to not have their names on the boycott because they didn't want to lose their churches, but they wanted to support money wise. Right. So he gets up and he said, calls them all the bitches. Specifically, he calls them cowards. Are you all act- Martin Luther King. No. Porter. Uh, this guy named Oh, the Porter. Porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Luther King wasn't there yet. That's oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't right. there yet. Right. He was just yelling at him. Martin Luther King gets there late. All he hears is. Of course he being does. called a coward. Thank you. Thanks for doing that, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he Wait. walks in. All he hears is um, being Which is hard to do in an all-black meeting, by the way. Uh, to be late is. for an all-black yeah. meeting, you basically get we there after it's all an hour and a half late, and you're late? <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. I mean, plus there was no bus. That's a, oh, that's the story of how he became the leader? They're like, he's the latest. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah. put him in charge. Yeah, no, that was really racist. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but he did walk in late, and he did hear the dude call everybody cowards. And so he stopped. He looked. He stood up and went, "Hey, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not a coward. I don't like being called a coward." He sat down. There was a moment of silence. Somebody else stood up, pointed to Martin Luther King, and went, "I vote him to become president." And they all voted yay. Did they all know him a little bit? They knew him because he was in town. But right. he, he just moved to town a year before. He was that only was 27 it? years old. Dude, this <laughs> is a wonderful uh, call back to the original story that we started this episode with, which is don't be on some bitch shit. If you touch the headliner's food, don't be he gets in your face, food. you don't yeah. cry in the manager's yeah. bosom. You say, yo, don't fucking don't talk right. shit to the host. Yeah. The, ho- Mar- the host will not be called that is, a coward. That is correct. Martin Luther King didn't start a movie. He just walked in and said, I ain't no bitch. And people were like, well, I want to yeah. follow the guy that ain't a bitch. That yeah. is crazy. <laughs> fucking followed him. And that he is became, so cool. And then it just kind of, then it was like a stumbling. It was just like, he just, everything was kind of thrown on him and he took some stuff and he just became the f- most famous one. Well, so what do you think is going on now? Is it, is it like, is it that 
things have gotten better and the last vestige of it is still this holdover fear that allows young black men to be killed disproportionately to white criminals. I gotta say, I don't think things have gotten much better in the well, last the 25 years. That, like, that, that was the- Spike Lee said today on CNN that there's a war on black men and it's tearing the country apart. And I texted a couple people. I was like, I texted Gerard and Roy Wood. I was like, I have worse news than that. There's a war on black men and it's not tearing the country apart. White people don't give a fuck well, is was- what is how I feel. It's like, from my point of view, it's like most white people aren't like, this is tearing us apart. Like most white people are like, what's it's it's that thing of what they they call black looters animals and they call white looters idiots. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, white people, uh, white privilege is. See, we'll get to you in a second. We, yeah. we yeah, yeah, white yeah, people, yeah, we, white we people. Tell me about the black perspective. Yeah, white people need no, to. No, we're actually ta- we are actually talking about the white perspective. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Of uh, towards racism. Man, I love this. But, but I think I was thinking about it about, about it regarding Ferguson when we were talking. Neil is like white people don't believe that racism is a big problem in this country because they live in the same world as black people. In their mind, they live in the same world as black people and they don't observe racism. But the problem is in, in, the, in the premise. They, they don't live in the same world. It's like a dimensional shift. It's people living side by side but not embodying the same reality. Like, so it's easy for a white person to say, this is, there isn't active racism. I've the mayor of that. Ferguson's saying it. Yeah, because every night, like, it, what? Do we, there's no racial strife here. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What do you got? I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've had some thoughts the past few days. I'm trying to figure out outside of police in the last 15 years, outwardly, who else is trying to hurt us? <laughs> like, I can't figure out the only real problem. Like, literally, like after slavery, there was Jim Crow laws, there was lynchings, and then lynchings died off in probably the 40s, and since then, since the 50s, police have just taken over. Kicking our ass. For police, the last 60 years. In, police in prison. Police, but police send us to prison. I mean, right. the eighty percent right. prison. Like, I mean, you know, the Jim Crow laws was built to put us back in a prison, which right. we instituted slavery and blah blah blah. So, uh, <laughs> it's a fact. I just don't know what they'll do. I only, I literally am sitting around thinking, like, I think the only way to get rid of it is to me, a policeman is a fanatic, like a gun fanatic with a badge who's yeah. told to control traffic. Well, and so I just don't. I think we got to take away guns from police. I know that sounds crazy. That's the only way it's going to get like fairness is going to seem to happen in this country. But the, but the, the I, I think you're. On some level, right, but I think that the the part that we're missing is like that's never going to happen. Why, by the way, no. So also, now, what's the, the what's why plan the, B? Why the disproportionate? But why the disproportionate thing? Because of the perception of black men as being um, just disposable or vicious. Like we're very rarely that's look bad. yeah that's the problem. Our See, image actually, is really bad. Yeah, because I actually don't believe that any police any police officer with. With some exceptions, I think most of the time when you hear about an unarmed black man being killed, it's not a police officer that, that said to himself, "I'm going to go out in the streets and I'm going to kill a, I'm going to kill a motherfucker." It's you. It's it's more deep and more insidious than that. It'd be nice if it were that because then you could you, you could say, "I know what that problem is exactly." But it's more like this sort of internalized fear of, "Oh my god." When a white person is doing the same crime, the instinct to immediately grab your gun isn't there. In this I know. Yeah, I know and that that's is. the that you ever see that cocaine documentary on the History Channel? Yeah, the one about how they gave they gave slaves at the dock cocaine, and then they they started working more, but they also were harder to with with uh, restrain. It was harder for cops. So you know what cops had to do? They needed bigger guns and higher caliber bullets. With, that was like in a six month period. So I still like the idea of this berserk Negro 
that still pervades law enforcement. Like I don't see, I I you never see even on a thing where it's like a high speed chase and then they the guy parks. There's never the thing of like Rodney King. It's like it as I maybe I'm misremembering this, but like he he was at least standing up. Anytime I see black dudes on video. They're laying down, getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah. So I don't know what, where they're getting this idea. Like, who, what is the, where is the fear coming from? Why the fuck are there 400, 549 tanks dispersed without the police departments around the country? That's what fucking bothers me. Oh, that's a whole nother, that the, that's, that's the war on drugs. tank situation in America, so ever. That actually makes me really frustrated. Well, that's the war on drugs and, and then the war on terror. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know who would love all this shit is Bin Laden. Bin Laden be like, oh, this is fucking one. This is actually what he wanted. And then I was just saying this one more thing. It's just that if you look at uh, the, it just happens to be that Ferguson is also playing at the same time as that Iraq thing, mm-hmm. and they just play those clips back to back, and they look they like look the same people making the same decision, looking at us at the same kind of way, like. They were like, you know, they're saying these people are stuck in the mountains, and so we have to bomb a bunch of people because we have these villains coming in. And right. the same reason, we have to bomb this crowd of people because there's a couple of people in there trying to hurt us. That's well, that's the same. It's both wrong. I'm starting. Yeah. To, I'm starting to depart. I'm starting to depart. Oh, good, depart. I mean, I just find I'd be, be honest with you. I find this ISIS ISIS to be the most terrifying thing that I've read about in maybe in my lifetime because to me it's like a Soviet Union of like straight up medievalism. Like right, the the caliphate. But I, those guys the, the are going to the caliphate. Yeah, like uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, Al Qaeda has never frightened me a little bit. I don't walk around in fear of of terrorism at all because the very nature of terrorism is like you can't really avoid it and it never will hurt a lot of people it'll just scare a lot of people but a kind of an idea of a caliphate a a pan a pan arab caliphate that's like wahhabist is like the most straight up medieval this is straight yeah it's from medieval times but i think that what you'll find is um that they they won't get their citizens behind them but i mean it so far isn't mattering that, that's right, but they're going to come up against an army that's going to be like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Well, if they try, like to, as much as Syria, I think Syria is supporting them now. But Syria is si- not. No, they're okay. So the they're from. Them. So that fu- that creep will fucking uh, will ice those motherfuckers. Apparently, like America, ice got them off the dam the other day. Well, that's the thing that you're saying because I was reading. I don't know how interesting this is to our listeners, but like, I was, I'd rather oh, talk about Ferguson. Personally. Yeah, fair enough. Let's talk uh, Ferguson, but. I'll start bullshit. I wish that there was a. I wish that there was a. A. We just me and motion wanted you to know that we're smart. Um, Absolutely. The. I wish that you know that yes all women thing. Uh-huh. I was thinking on the way over here. Like if there was a yes all black men and black dudes told they the their should. stories the way girls did about like just being like routinely sexually harassed. My worry would be though. Is that there is a there is a white bias that somehow says you deserve it? But there was also a, a male bias that said that very same thing to women. Yeah. But let me just say the most delicious irony in the world would be if there was a yes all black men hashtag and it was started by none other than Neil Brennan. I mean, it would be the it would be perhaps the most fitting. Look, guys, if, fitting if that was my legacy. <laughs> So be it. No, but that's what I was thinking about. It's Look like it is. It, I'm not a big white privilege guy. Like point at a thing and call it white privilege. I find that pretty obnoxious. But it is the height of white privilege to be able to decontextualize everything racial 
because you've never experienced it in that way. So any white person that's out there going, well, why don't they just stop rioting? This isn't the right way. It's like, do you not understand that this isn't if this that is complicated, the whole stop rioting thing. Because it's, it's like, you can't. Because it's like, but well, people are dying. Well, we're, we're dying anyway. Right. <laughs> so and also, yeah. the idea of like, oh, well, they're being lawless. It's like, but don't you have to understand the con- the context is nobody trusts the law. It's, it, the that, law I had an argument the other day with a guy. Talk about your experience, Eaton, as, I mean, we talk about a lot on the show, but the, that's the thing, is the, the thing that it's just fucking inconvenient more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not And like, constant. Yeah, it's perpetual, yeah. Yeah, you just get random stops. I remember I was in Alabama once, and this guy just stopped me and just like, I think you were just behind this guy too much. Let me look at everything you got. <laughs> or another one. I've been Where in- were you? I was uh, driving north in Georgia. I was going in the middle of Georgia. I was going from Florida to Georgia, and I got stopped and over the border. does it drive you crazy? I imagine it would drive you crazy. Not, not Obviously, it drives you crazy in general, but also you must begin to become paranoid like i don't know if i was stopped because i was too close or if because i was black I'll n- you never know what's happening you know what it happened free or far between until i got to new york and new york is different i'm not sure if it's a broken window policy that they're going for or i just know that i got stopped i got four tickets the first month i lived in new york i'm four traffic tickets like two of them for seatbelts. it was fucking like like it was like I got shaky towards the end. Like I, I was shaking when cops would like would come. I got stopped once for a headlight being out, and three cops surrounded the car. I was just at that point. I just at the point I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like I can't, I can't function. Do you still have a car? Well, yeah, but it was in. L- I mean, I mean, right. In but in New York, would you? Did you? Did you finally just go like this? Isn't it? This isn't worth it. No, I kept going because I, I were- just, I, I, I just, I've been this far. I just was like, I don't know what to do. Do you find yourself reacting? I guess it's probably one of those things that's hard to decouple, but like, do you find yourself. It's like Dave once said that when he's around white people, he would move slower. Uh huh. Like, I don't know if I've ever said that on the podcast. Dave he would Grohl? literally. No, Chappelle would say uh-huh. he would move. <laughs> he would move sl- more slowly. <laughs> Shit like that. Just like, of just this, like, trying to ease white people's uh, natural discomfort or, or fear. Do you find yourself like when is your hair white, a when I'm reaction? On white women, wait, wait, wait. When you're what? When I'm hitting on white women. Oh, okay. This podcast no, no, is this over. Po- yeah, let's go, Neil. <laughs> Guys, I'm wrap them up. Very progressive, but we do have <laughs> limits, sir. Uh, voice does never me. touch the headliner's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually almost get whatever. Uh, I almost got you some. So, um, almost that chick was you know whatever. I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember. Uh, when my girlfriend at the time was yelling, "You need to fuck him! You need to fuck him!" Remember that girl. <laughs> Oh, no, that's like how winner. crazy the road is. I don't remember that. That's how crazy the road is. The road's great. Uh, um, fuck, what were we talking? About? We were talking about uh, when you start hitting on naturally. Women. Yeah, when you hit on women, gets softer. Interesting. Just, I just, I just know that talk like this when I'm usually with black women is more of a fun. But white women, I find like, hey, so yeah. And, you know, oh, so when you hit on a black woman, you don't soften your voice. Um, not in the same way. That's fascinating. Like I soften my voice more neutral with white women. With black women, it's more sexy. Like, that's hey, interesting. Uh, white women's like, hey, my uh, that's doesn't work at all. Like, do you when find? I, when, when I, I hope hit I on, just stumble it. When I hit on black women, I all, my voice always becomes very deep, and I'll say, you know, they say too much of anything isn't good for you, baby. But Ooh. I'll know about that. I actually will just become very white. Mm, you just got me you say, the, yeah, the, the, the baby. <laughs> it sounds like fucking. You mean by very what? You mean Amos from Amos and Andy? Let me look at that. Honey, baby. You ever seen the original? Amos and Andy, I'm not supportive of racists, but that shit, 
They the movie version. No, I've heard it's fucking hilarious. It actually It's it, awful but hilarious. It's pretty awesome. And Step and Fetch it also probably one of the greatest comedians. He was so but, good. But let yeah. me ask you, I mean, I don't want to interrupt this flow, yeah, but I really your what you just said to me really blows my mind that Which one? The, I I wasn't surprised when you said you soften your voice to hit on white women. Okay. But I was surprised to just I don't know why it would but the idea that you don't when you talk to black women like Oh, I don't. I you, just. It's just a, the the flirting with. Uh, it's just black women. You're surprised by the. No, the, I know I shouldn't be logically, but it's just such an interesting idea. Like I get when you say I, I soften my voice for white women, and we're talking about systemic racism. I bet you talk differently around at around your brother and all of his right. Jewish friends than you do around me. That's true. That's you know true. what I mean. People talk differently around different people. Like when I'm in the booth for Samsung guy. No, oh kidding. man! Um, <laughs> actually, I was thinking I really want an iPhone. I would work for Apple to do iPhone ads for free, even though it's crazy. Only so that I could be in direct competition on the voiceover <laughs> game with you in the game. Yeah. So it's, you um, know, if you're listening, Apple, see, so and I know what, you are. They so, probably are. Well, that's the thing that white people never have to do. Never have to deal with is living in re- like doing things with white perception in mind do you know what i mean like that oh, and i don't, don't have to worry about that ever i, I mean I, it's I, just I, like what are, oh, what right. are the guy what's motion what it's like people gonna make fun of or something right, but it's well, never I, like i literally never have to worry about like what will deflect what will make a whole race of people trust me more you know what scares me is the small black contingent of intellectuals who are obsessed with the idea that black men can't wear dresses for comedy purposes mm. that is an absurd statement that men started i don't understand I, it we've talked about it on the podcast yeah, was i was enough. there when it started yeah it's fucking i was stupid. in the room it's an absurd fucking premise it's based on a fucking non story it's based on a thank you. Thank you for getting, getting that so angry. The, and you, you've thought it through that every white comedian's worn a dress and what's, it's a gender no, issue. No, not a, it's yeah. brilliant. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a gender funny. issue. Again, it hit the wrong person at the wrong time. It, the information hit the wrong person forgot, at the wrong yeah, time. No, no, no. I don't know. It's on. Hey, Rusty Cundiff talks about it on the show. Listen, we're, in we're, fact, in fact Dave listened to that episode and I never asked him what he thought of that that part right. of the episode uh but what do you but the idea of like you it's not even so you your hair that's how you want your hair you does a party you think this will be good for casting no i didn't do that i did it before casting got popular um i can say that i got i got you have like uh how do you describe the hair it's like uh, a Frederick nappy, Douglass. Nappy yeah, nappy fro, like a little. It's like a hipster Frederick Douglass situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frederick Doug- Williamsburg, Frederick Douglass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Williamsburg, New York, not Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, Virginia. yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I did that. But like, no, I did it before it got popular, and it just got seemed to get popular. Um, um, I w- my black people hate this hair of a certain age. Southern black people and Jamaicans. And some Africans, because they really, there's this certain kind of respect they want from white people, and they know that there are certain things you can't do, like have nappy hair, short hair, very conservative look. So you look like a, to those people, you look like a long, you like indigent. Yeah, you're like a long hair, like rock and roll Hessian type. Yeah, and if I have the wrong clothes on, homeless right. to them. Right. I remember I once walked into, I was getting a bar, I was going to the hair, I was getting, um, going to the barber, getting my lineup, mm-hmm. and I walked next door because this church was selling food, and I walked in to buy some. She was like, "We're not handing out food." And she's like, "Oh, it was like an older Jamaican lady." That's another was- thing, and I will cut this out if it bombs. The reason why, and I've explained this to white people before, they're like, "Why are black guys always like together?" And I was like, "Cause if their outfit is not together." White people will think they're homeless. Yeah, exactly true. Which, again, I know. Isn't that shocking? 
Absolutely true. You think that is the reason behind Im- the impeccable style of the African? I'm not talking about the impeccable style. I'm talking about a guy just going to the grocery store has a matching sweatsuit. <laughs> yeah. Has I promise you, and he's agreeing with me. I don't. Ag- I don't disagree with you on the fashion quotient of African America. I, I'm wondering about the homeless. The, ho- the he just agreed with me. No, I completely agree. Yeah, you can, you you. Okay, then it's settled. I mean, yeah, I've gotten you homeless looks like so. Let, I look better and better as it doesn't like gets dimmer. I have. Yeah, you have to have your shit together. Here's a question. Or oh, you can't like the way is, I dress. Like a fucking no shower. Why is my shit so on point then? Bump your your because you can't help it. I can't help it, just, uh, baby. Why is my <laughs> outfit <laughs> Let me ask you. Uh, so? You know, I just noticed. I kind of like the idea dressing, <laughs> dressing up for black men. I mean, dressing up in general is called is usually generally effeminate, but black men can get away with it. If a white guy, it's like Bill Burr's joke about you guys dr- look at it the same way as gay guys. Yes, like yes. the same matching. The fucking shoes have to match the sweatsuit and all that shit. And and the root of it is because I can dress like a fucking straight up bum, and people will fucking go like, "Well, oh, he must be uh, getting bagels or something." Let me when ask a bum, you. A, a, I, I, I mean, look, you. I mean, look. I'm just some white guy talking out of my ass here, but I, I find isn't there? There's got to be more to it than that. Like it, it's like that that chap that uh, passage in the uh, autobiography of Malcolm X when he talks about in the hood there would be a like a fresh on-point Cadillac in every driveway in front of like a ramshackle, like fucked up house. Like, pr- pr- like, don't you think? That well, that has, that's a different thing. A, that's, a, that's no, I don't no, think that's no, what it, I think it's redlining. Oh, I think you get a, you get a car loan. You couldn't get a house loan. That's it. I but I mean, or like the idea that like, you know, uh, like it's the, it, I, to me, you can't, you can't decouple it from slavery. Oh, I don't you disagree. You can't. So it's like you can't just go, ah, oh, they like because they want to look good. Everyone has a natural vanity. I believe that there is a defensive vanity of uh, against white people of like you have to signal like I fucking have money, you fucking piece of shit. I have money. See, my outfit's together. I'm not coming after That's you it. in any way. If anything, white people actually – I've heard white people have conversations of how – Noble it is to be super rich, but then dress a little down. Oh yeah, because Bill. Gates oh, white people can. Down. It's sure. like Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans was saying that weak white rich white people can afford to drive a fucking shitty car, mm-hmm. yeah. whereas rich black men have to go like, hey cop, I make the payments on this. Yo, do you remember? Uh, there was uh, the great sixty minutes interview with Miles Davis. So Miles Davis was living in Beverly Hills in nineteen ninety. Had a yellow. Uh, Lamborghini, and so he had to have his assistant call the local police department and tell, announce he's going to make a drive so he doesn't get pulled over. Mm. <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence were on a double date, and they got pulled over in the last five years in Beverly Hills, in just for being. Years? I think I remember. I don't remember when I heard this. I think it was in the last eight. They were years. on a double date with. Uh, I mean, whatever. Ten years. What? Wait, any still, window, unless it was still. before 1982. <laughs> it's like it's fucked up. They're on a double date with uh, Jackie Chan and Nick Nolte. <laughs> I thought you were going a different direction, and I was. I jumped. I wanted. He started to jump. stopping me before I even. <laughs> really I don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that's my. So are you buying it more now? The defensive, I, 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 uh, the, the defensive thing. I, 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 yeah, no, I understand. I think that maybe the myopic. Well, I don't mean it's. It's so creepy. I don't even like saying it. Mistaken for for homeless, but I understand def- the defensive. Defensive. I can control this this area where I can't control the neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, 
It's like the it's I I felt creepy even saying it. No, it's 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 fun. And it's true. <laughs> uh, I remember I was thinking the observation about how um, I used to work at this office building. There was like a lot more black women than there were black men. But I remember all the black men; they all acted kind of the same, which is very, very, very soft. And I don't mean soft like a bitch, but soft like their you, voices were just their voices did not carry. They, they looked like down. It was we all had the same kind of like we know how. To where was it? What was the office? It was uh, at the time it was called Academy of Education Development. It was in D.C. It was a nonprofit, um, and it was like a mix. Like it was a lot of white people, a lot of black people, and yeah. the, all the black men. All the black men were just were very... All the black men would have been like, well, yes, I, I am a coward. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was one dude who was loud, but he was like this most smiley man ever. But he was a very nice guy, but it was just... He never ever got the feeling of, oh, he's going to get angry. Even if he got angry, you... Well, that's that thing. People get mad at Obama for not being, A, more vocal about Ferguson and more kind of vocal. He can't lose his temper. And it's all, like when oh, the guy oh, said, oh. you lie... He can't go like you bit. You know what I mean. Right. He can't. He can't turn on the motherfucker. Also, the, he comes on TV, gives the most mealy mouthed, like non position thing about race and Ferguson you- and and white ra- white conservatives were like he's playing the race card he's pitting us against yeah. each other he wants to rip this country too it's like he didn't even do anything yet it's, do anything. we're all mad I mean, but like i don't know there's no reason to be mad at him there's nothing i mean there is but there isn't i think what he's doing with eric holder that's not making a lot of press which i think is he's awesome. sending him out there he's sitting out not just with eric Ford, but he's, he's changing a lot of the drug laws yeah and he's doing a lot of things that are going to be awesome in 20 years mm-hmm. and, and i'm happy we're not even noticing it fuck it we don't need to know that but black people supposed- black people you're going to be able to traffic so much drugs uh-huh. and 50 15 years, and you're not going to believe the freedoms. Yeah. You're going to have your own lane on I-95. No, I just want them to be convicted no, on well, white no, terms. No, dude, I'm no, fu- no, 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 I'm saying, I'm just going to go with it. I was going to go into a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost it now. Fuck it. Uh, but, um... No, and that's the, you know what else disgusts me about, because I've written some tweets, just like, oh. I wrote like people in Ferguson aren't lawless, they're just in pain. They're, so there's not, and the amount of just like shit I got from like, oh, is that what so so people in pain loot? Yeah, yeah. The, it's yeah. this it's this <laughs> white assumption that there's something in the black heart that wants to loot. Do you know what I mean? Like it's and this, and it's, we're also so removed from white people looting. Like if you just open the books up a little bit, you could see that there was a un, there was a union. Ian union. Edwards did the best. Right. I was texting with Ian about it, and he goes. He goes, yeah, we looted. We learned it from you guys. You looted us. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's funny. <laughs> Which, and I was literally like, fuck, that's a good joke. This is one of the, no, I know. That's what I said. I was like, please do that tonight. And he, he did it, and he said it went pretty good. Of course. But, I mean, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's depressing. I'm- <laughs> Somehow this is more depressing than Trayvon. This is as depressed as I've been about race well, in a to long me, time. To me, it's, like it's, it's, oh, it's depressing. But on the yeah. other hand, I, I always feel like, and maybe this is... I like. I think riots are good. Uh, they're, they're sad and they're violent and they and they fuck things up. But they're good. It, it you don't have a riot for no reason. You how don't have the, a. How's the LAPD? I'm not even joking. How, how are they now? they've how they're how better are, than they were. They have better protocol. Good. And Cincinnati PD had the same thing. They had riots in 2001 and they changed laws. Yeah, I was working on a tweet and I never actually sent it because I thought it would be. Uh, misunderstood which is like it's so crazy that the black communities of detroit miami tampa los angeles watts south central <laughs> oakland ferguson are all so prone to law you know mindless looting it's like oh, wow. you, you know what i'm saying yeah, it's like great. if you just look at history it goes like okay there's something more going on here than yeah. just like 
you know, this is obvious. No one loots for no reason. Right. No one wants. It's like they don't want to loot. They're fu- they don't know what. And someone goes, "Well, they some a white guy who literally." I almost want to read these because it was like so. A, oh wait, yeah, no, 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 go, no, you go. I want to cut in with white people looting. What about when fucking college teams keep winning these fucking things Absolutely. and hockey teams? Why? Absolutely, that? Cal. Yeah, it's Vancouver. Not even a real thing. Vancouver looted. Yeah, not even a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. About a friend getting shot, and you're talking about like a guy fucking lost a fucking fucking. When cup? Joe Paterno okay, got, let me just when Joe say, Paterno got let, fired. Let me say, as a native of Oakland, California, I haven't mentioned that in quite a while. <laughs> Thank when God. When the Raiders, I think, won or something, there was r- r- looting, and it was not all. It was not all white. Nineteen so eighties. No, I think, Van, I think sports, looted. I think four sports, years ago. Sports related uh, idiot looting is is something that crosses all racial boundaries. Yes, but that's you see how you call them idiots. That's what I was saying earlier. It's like right. when black people do it, they're animals. Yeah, when yeah, white yeah. people do it. Uh, yeah. Do you? I'm with you about like that. It shows that there's a pulse because I was talking to somebody two weeks ago. I was like, I don't think Americans can would riot anymore. I was like, I think I think cable is too good. I think you get a cell phone, you're straight. You know, Patrice said that voting for Obama, putting him in president, just calm the fuck out of everybody because we were ready to go crazy after Bush. Right. And yeah. P.S. If there was a full scale riot every time an unarmed black man was murdered, there would be less unarmed black men being murdered eventually. It was, uh, that would yeah, eventually that's happen. the true. that's true. That it's true. like that's you literally. It's like so. Someone's like, well, why don't they take their case to court? Because court's not fucking fair. Court's rigged against black no, people. Neil, you don't get it. Why don't they take the case to court? You know, the organization that is loosely connected to the police and the yeah, the court usually puts eighty percent of black people. The cops' yeah. cousin. It's yeah. All, yeah, it's all, it's all there already. It's I a mean, good system. I I and that the other thing is, and I, it's almost become cliche at this point, which is it's like. All these fucking conservative libertarian wackos about their guns and about, you know. Oh, yeah, that, you that, had a good tweet that, about that. Clive Budden or whatever. You yeah, know, Clive the, and Cl- Bundy. Cl- not Cl- yeah, Clive Bundy. <laughs> no, it was Clive and Bundy. It was his Clive name. Clive and Bundy, right. And all these people going to that ranch in Nevada when he was pulling guns on federal agents and, dec- you know, just like lauding him as a hero of the common people. And mm-hmm. the reason we have guns is to keep away a tyrannical government. And the moment that there is a riot in a black community, all those people fucking go radio silence shouldn't they be fucking transporting shotguns to the front lines and saying like yeah. this is exactly why we have guns <laughs> yeah go take a gun ronald you it's go also like in the it seems like right. the nra is a little it seems like the government's a little gunning out gunning them a little bit with uh-huh. the fucking tanks and you saw that picture today the guy shooting that i guess he was shooting tear gas but someone put a funny caption under it like man the new gears of war looks crazy <laughs> <laughs> But that is the other. That is the, that's the reason I have such a hard time with that idea of the pro gun people being like, "Well, we have to have these guns to fight tyrannical governments." It's like the government already won. Oh, they won. Already they won twenty fucking, million times. They won fifty years us. ago. Are you going to come out there with your with your duck hunting shotgun? Right. It's like no, it's too late. Well, have you tanks. haven't seen my camouflage jumpsuit. <laughs> I, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm now. a trick them. Uh, so, see, what do you think is? What do you think it? What do you think is gonna happen? What do you make of it, and then what do you think is going to happen? Whatever happened at the end of uh, uh, L.A. riots, right? It's just they'll just they'll get tired. I mean, there's no legislation that's going to save it. It's just one of those things. Just going to yep, they'll I, get tired. I mean, you're right. I, I was. I think things will change. There's going to have to be some some ballot things. I think Obama's going to visit eventually. Not now, but yeah. he's going to visit. No, they will just get tired. I remember when Occupy Wall Street was happening. And everybody's like, wow, this is very intriguing. And then all of a sudden it became winter. And it was just like, oh, okay, well, well cold. But they also got home. kicked out. That yeah. was the bigger thing. It's like it was it was a combination of winter. I fuck with – I fuck with uh, – With Occupy? Occupy, yeah. 
I'm, I really wanted that shit to work. Yeah. I mean, something's going to happen I, eventually. You know, they, if, if they just allowed themselves to be legislated, then they would have won. I mean, I think... If they had a leadership, yeah. If they had a leadership, because I think... They had that I literally blame, everyone I could vote. blame your hippies, the hippie mentality there. Completely. Because they... they they, 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 what's happening in government right now? The Tea Party taking over and fucking things up. We we could have balanced that out. We could right Absolutely. now have things better. And Absolutely. they fucked it up because of some ego ego maniacal. No, it was the opposite. There was no. It was a flat organization, meaning there's no leadership. So everyone voted on everything, you know and it would take you forever. Documentary: The Square. No, it was about the uprising. About Tahrir. About Tahrir. Oh yeah, and, on Netflix. Yeah. And I was fucking because I had the same thing. I had I looked really askance at all these like hippies hacky sacking like these are the people that are gonna find my. Did mind. you see my hilarious parody, The Wolf of Occupy Wall Street? I did actually. It was a hilarious parody, and I just thought of it a year too late. Go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> like I was struck with watching that documentary, which is about like a gathering that is the imagery was like incredibly similar to Occupy in Egypt. I mean, to the, down to like people playing fucking banjos and and dancing around, and it was diffuse leadership, and it wasn't a hundred percent always the same stated goal and yet it toppled that government four times and i thought to myself like the messaging that we got like look at these buffoons out there these hippie buffoons that we all of us even liberals like us were were able to go like ah they don't they're not serious was actually maybe not intentionally but at least like circumstantially like a a messaging so that we would kind of not pay, take it seriously because well, it's it's when people like us rush the front line. That's when the a government topples. Here's a problem: we didn't have they didn't have a goal. Like I mean, if y'all didn't have they didn't have a state of goal. They didn't have it. They had no infrastructure. Yeah, they have no. They reason. that they, they like that about themselves. Yeah. It's like the hippie girl who's like, I don't wear deodorant. It's like, yeah, and you fucking stink. Yeah, I mean, at least Egypt that, had a goal. Bring yeah, bring down the guy. Bring down him. Yeah, they were like, we want wage. I mean, I, if they did bring God, awareness man. to wage equality and all that shit. Uh, but I mean, they <laughs> it did. Was it was yeah, no, they did. They and that's been like a. There was some well, study of I like do think- the amount of times that was used in the last, you know, after since what occupied the amount of times it's just been in set on the floor of the Senate. Shit like that has gone up like a thousand percent. Can, can I say oh, yeah, no, 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 no? You go. No, I see, say something. anytime you you want to say something, cut us off because we talk too much. No, that's fine because I'm thinking about just if you think about the large scale of things. Occupy Wall Street did not have a goal. Egypt had a goal. Black people. After, like, desegregation in general, we haven't had a clear goal. We've That's had many, interesting. We've had many things we've wanted, but it's all been community. We need to get our shit together, dot, dot, dot. This is the first real, I don't know, I want to say it. I've been reading. This is the first real goal goal. We have a very clear-cut enemy we haven't had in a very long time as far as the movement goes. Okay. Well, but let's say I, I that they, they press charges against the cop. I don't think that the problem solved. No, Meaning I don't think like, that at all. No, no. But so what do you think the new goal. goal is? It's a legislative goal. We somehow yeah. have to fix the police from killing us. I don't yeah. know. It's very vague what I'm saying, but it's also, it must have been very vague to say we need to figure out a way to break down desegregation. It's a big goal, but there's a way to stop killing us. I just don't know how. No, I mean, I, I, I hear you. And some of the things that I've been, I, I actually would push back a little bit and say that Occupy did have a goal that was about as clear as that, which we, is we have to stop these banks and the gov- and corporations from destroying our lives based on, on corporate personhood and on on pernicious mortgage loans and things like that. But I hear what you're saying, and there have been some specific things thrown out, but I actually believe that the government or the powers that be, and I don't know that I believe that they do this consciously, but they distract you from that goal. Like that in 
uh, they'll put the person on trial. They'll be found innocent. There might be another riot, and eventually they'll kind of move away from it. I don't think they're going. Listen to the simplicity of what he's saying. No, 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 no. In 2014, he's saying. Well, first of all, think about it in terms of Thanks the sadness. The sadness of what he's saying. It's very. sad. We have to figure out for the two. This is probably the two saddest things that have ever been said on the show. Black dudes have to dress up to be not not. (laughs) Black dudes have to dress up to not be mistaken for homeless and to signal white people that they can they're self sufficient and that black that black men are 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 rising up because they're tired of being murdered Murdered by the police by the police. one of the it looks like that's not going to (laughs) stop. One of the specific things I've heard that's getting thrown out, and I think it's probably a good idea, is that every police officer, and this is very doable and very inexpensive, is every police officer at all times has a camera recording on their body. That I personally will will give. I will donate ten GoPros. Tonight, you, you will tonight, Neil tonight. Brennan. To who? Tonight, to, to anybody I'm gonna that give wants him a one. Seat and, hey, we out here at the West. You. We out here at give the West Covina Mall. That's a good idea. <laughs> this Champs Radio. We out here at the West Covina Mall. We got ten GoPros to give away to the first ten listeners that stop by. That are cops. Say K Paso. <laughs> that are that cops. cops. <laughs> that are cops. Uh, no, but that is like I would. That I would start that as like a. There should someone should start a Kickstarter. To there are two things. All black men. <laughs> hashtag. Uh, yes, all black men, and some. There should be a Kickstarter for like I'm willing to pay to have to equip every cop car dash. Did you see the girl on on MSNBC the other day who saw the the yeah. sh- and she was like she's like well she goes uh, there, well there's dashboard cams on all these and uh, and and the white dude who hosts MSNBC was like well that uh, well that won't be in camp kind of being condescending. He's like well it won't be in the frame and she goes the sound will. <laughs> And he was like, well, uh, yeah, that's true. Laura, Lawrence O'Donnell, he was trying to like, well, sweetheart, don't worry, it won't be in the frame. It's frame. You know how TV, you don't understand camera. She's like, yeah, but they'll be able to hear it. Uh, I, let me push back on what you just said about how uh, Occupy's goals was as clear as black people's goals. I'm going to say no. Yeah. I won't let you. Okay, good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, All right, so was, let's uh, move on. Okay. No, please, yes. Well, fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> nah. I like that well, nickname. Oh, really? You like yeah. that? <laughs> uh, nah, man. It's just that uh, the Occupy Wall Street wanted to do something about the oppression. And we're specifically saying the bullet of a uh-huh. policeman's gun going into I hear what body. you're saying. It's a very clear goal. I hear what you're saying. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a, a lot it's, more. It's really it's, primal. It's a lot smaller. And yeah. Yet it's like it's it, and in it, and it's a lot more obvious. It's a lot more. It's a lot more because I mean it's there's going to be another person shot. It's just it's just like almost like remember, you know that argument that gun control people say. Well, th- this is not the perfect. This is not a good time to talk about. Yeah. You know because it's, now you know, it's not the time. Happened. But it's like well, there's yeah. not enough time because yeah. body, there's going to be another mass murder happening. Yeah. In the next couple of days. Right. So when I feel like that's the same. There was one today. They right. shot another guy in St. Louis. But, the, but here's where it gets complicated. He was—he sounded mentally unstable, and he said, "Kill me." He literally had a knife and was holding it overhand and said, "Kill me." So they shot him, and it's like, well, why don't they just stun him? Yeah. Why not? Is there anything? And they were like, well, but the cops have to be able to—you know—they should have the right to go home at the end of the day. And it's like, well, is there? Can they just throw a fucking net? Oh, can they fucking do a blow dart? Foot? Is there anything they can do? Do you guys think that the police should not have the? the firepower or ability to kill people i think it's i think it's irrelevant i think it's they it's that shit's out of the 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 toothpaste is out of the tube yeah yeah but i'm saying they are the fact that people are rioting uh and the fact that people if the if the eric thing in the in in brooklyn 
if that guy's found innocent, there's going to be a riot. I just like that, like, just so we're clear, there will now be a riot. I would love a riot. Every time. I yeah. I would love a riot. I would love a riot. I would love a riot in New York. I and mean, there's some weird, police are fucking horrible. There's man. some weird vibe when you say, like, you know what? Sometimes it's worth a riot that, that you get on Twitter and in general. Like, it, that's an ultimate taboo. Like, oh, you, you're inciting violence? It's like, violence is already there. Yeah. Violence already happened. Inciting violence, they killed a guy. So, for yeah. nothing. A, 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 or that video's fricious. He literally is like, all right, hey, all right, I'll give you the cigarettes. He's like, hey, it's yo, the there's no reason to choke me. There's no, it's the most, it's, it's the, the darkest worst. fucking thing. And yeah. the, somehow it makes it worse that the cop is like a short hipster with like full sleeve tattoos that like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why. I haven't seen that cop. I don't know why it bothers me more, but it does. It, it, it's this video in New York City where they arrested a man for the, the terrible crime of selling loose cigarettes. He was untaxed. bigger than all of them, but he, he wasn't making any motion no he was like he I, was real slow that was one of those motherfuckers cop, that like he co- didn't look like uh he was like spry but here's so here's a problem right it's like I, this is what, it, what makes it even more depressing because your original idea was like cops are some of them are good some of them are bad but a lot of them have this uh thing with power and then they're empowered which makes them even more kind of power hungry then they have the right to kill and coupled with that they have the innate fear of the berserk black man so yes with, you with know that gun, you see all the time a and a power Just, a power drunk man with a gun with a fear of the people that he's interacting with there is no way to stop that but there is a way to put cameras on every every officer's chest and no and so that injustice can at least be like looked at they're literally the only people i want to have gun control when you think about gun control i don't think about real people you know you're gonna always gonna have crazy people whatever gun control for police would be awesome i think that would kill that would like destroy that's yeah which speaks to your thing about like well if you hate the government has all these guns why don't you fucking do something about it it's like right well this is complicated this confuses me why is it different which is the group is different in what way is the group different their hair the kind they have tan black yeah they're black it's confusing to people uh, but I hope that I hope that you're right. I mean, I hope that I I'm of the mind that I also got to say I've never wanted to go to any of these places, and I actually wish I was in St. Louis right now. I wish I like marched in the day. Right. It's all, but then you I almost at, at the same time I don't want to be like a white stereotype. And they fucked with <laughs> they they tried to shut Don Lemon down. Do you see that? Who? Don Lemon, the CNN reporter. Yeah, but know? he was—he got some—he was getting a lot of side eye the night before. Don Lemon is a hey, bit he's not of even a black. Bit. I, but Don Lemon's a bit of a bitch. A little, little joke. There. He's not loved. Uh, Don yeah, Lemon's apparently you know not loved. It's sad. Speaking of which, of like I, about this whole issue, is I remember when I was a young man, I kind of realized like because I grew, I grew up around a lot of black people, and yeah. I and I thought yeah. to myself like, oh, that guy, he acts. This guy acts, you know black this guy acts white you know and the moment that i realized like that distinction doesn't afford anyone any privilege in the world i don't know why that was does it make sense like a dude who you a black dude who you think oh that's like a kind of like a white acting guy still getting pulled over by the cops oh yeah still having uh, white women cross the street when they're you know what i'm saying it's like to me i don't know why that was such a depressing realization but it was like no 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 it's not it's really systemic to your skin color it has nothing to do with your actions yeah right absolutely (laughs) i mean not that acting black is a bad action or even a real thing but you know what i'm saying like you're you're opening a lot of doors there but the main door which i saw was thank you thank you for coming in the door i was nervous (laughs) as i was opening it but i wanted to uh, there are the safe negroes and then these i wanted to give a nod Uh, to to neil having said something 
something terribly uncomfortable. I wanted to say something you wanted to. Uncomfortable. I feel like mine was. I'm still kind of sick to my stomach about that. About even saying about the homeless thing because I know it's true, and it cre- it makes me so sad that I've had to explain that to white people. <laughs> Uh, and rightly so. Um, anyway. n- tell us about Mulaney. Yeah. So speaking of white people, how's Mulaney? Yeah, man. Our race jokes are dark. No. Uh, uh, well, what there's is one show that's going to change give you a the fucking... violence in the black community. It's definitely Fox's Mulaney. He did Fox's give you Mulaney. a fucking hilarious name, though. My name is Motif. Yeah, that's Motif? Funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, is a, which is a parody of... Kind of a parody of Artie, but more of a parody of like. Oh, it is Artie. <laughs> I never made that lick actually. I knew it was his character, but I didn't know Artie. Artie Fuqua, but it's just like the the. That's how like, as white comics, you hear black names, you're like, fucking, that's a fucking name right there. That's a good. What's the last name? Do Do you know? No, we never we don't have a last name yet. <laughs> Man, all right, here we go. Champs, have... listeners, right yeah. in. We won't be able to do anything about it. Yeah, we'll do like a Cosmo Kramer situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, uh, yeah. The show's awesome. It's very fun, and it's like it's just a fun show. It's uh, I don't know. You play Melanie's roommate. Yeah, me and the scene Pedrad and Martin Short is his boss, and Elliot Gould is our neighbor, and um, Zach Perlman is the is the funny wacky drug dealer guy that comes in once in a while it is there is something about like a light-hearted thing it's like in the face of all this kind of pain that you see on the news everywhere it's like you kind of because sometimes i have this existential angst about being a comedian like what the fuck good am i doing in the world why am i not marching in ferguson and then you go like you know what the world needs a light-hearted show so that they can fucking turn the TV on and have a good time. You know, it's left. I'm, okay, I'm looking no. at the pendulum slamming of comedy. Like, if you look at the 50s, it was really fun. It wasn't even... Like, if you, I, I was kind of a nerd, so really fun. Then it got really real in the 70s and the 80s. It just got raw for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then the 90s, it was black people. And then, I don't know, it's... Uh, and then, black people and Neil. Black people and Neil, obviously. And then in the mid, like last decade, it was really in the awkward, extreme awkward white boy was mm-hmm. really what made. And now it seems like with Fallon taking over, I feel like the, the culture is going towards more fun, in my opinion. Towards than, fun. Than it is, That's interesting. Than it is. Yeah, I don't, I gotta you say. You sounds fun, by the way? ISIS. Just to bring that back. They sound like a barrel of laughs. <laughs> so, I think they're cool. They got some good videos. I just want to save. I want to tell the champs listeners that I saved you from an a, a uh, an Israel Palestine episode. Oh, thank hey, God. that I Moshe mean, wanted. Hey, listen, there's God. a co- there's a Palestinian comedian. <laughs> He's a nice guy, funny guy, strong opinions, and I thought we could talk about Israel Palestine. Uh, but no, no. Neil's quote was, "Don't you think there's been enough pain in the news already? And let's have Seton on to talk about Ferguson for an hour." <laughs> That's a, that wasn't the quote. Okay, I missed no. quote at the end. Yeah. I, I did add to the quote. I added. I said, quote. "Let's have any old black guy." I believe, <laughs> is what I said. Let's have motif. You said yeah. motif. You know what's funny though? Because when I hear, I love that when I read motif in the script, and I, I keep. I, that's a funny name to me. But in light of Ferguson, I'm like. Why can't he just give him a regular name? Right. Why can't why he give him a regular be, name like Seton Smith? Yeah, like why it got to be Motif? But it's why something fucking... interesting like Motif? Why not Seton Smith, a real yeah. regular name? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> in my head I thought you were going to say, yo, real regular nigga, but you didn't say <laughs> no, I really thought no. you were, no, you meant your flow was that over no. there. It was, was yeah. going to be a positive nigga. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, uh, I used to be like that. I was actually the, 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 what's the thing? The Television Critics Association, we, we had to ask questions about like the choices of the characters. And I don't know. I wanted my character to be flawed. Like I, there's too many 
There are not many complicated black people on TV. They're either judges or they're very safe white whitewashed people. I I used to pitch a sketch to Dave, which was the it was called it was an NAAP NAACP action movie mm-hmm. where it was just things would happen and then black people would just discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever happened. It's like, well, no, we have to make a decision. Yes, but if we do that, then white people will think that we're aggressive. It's like, so you just get, it's trying to live in, it's that thing that we talked about earlier, which is trying to live in the perception of white people will literally render you, uh, it will, it's a paralysis by analysis, paralysis by analysis, what they call it. So anyways, I like just, yeah, flawed, there need to be more flawed characters. I need my, my character already in the first six episodes, like I lie about my background, I'm stealing shit. It's like, not stealing like, like, like badly, but it's like, it's like a fun thing. We're having a lot of, it's. Don't you get with my girlfriend too? I do. I dated your girlfriend and then dumped her. Oh, Natasha's on the show? Yeah. She ain't shit. Honestly, I feel you. She no, ain't no, shit. No, no, no. I, I try to dump her all the time. Oh, I didn't hear the story about two girls that were at a min- the midnight taping that I was supposed to be on that you were on with Donnell. Uh-huh. There were two girls in the front row, and they they were like near you, mm-hmm. uh, and they were trying to get your attention, and you would not look at them. Oh, I didn't notice. Okay, I thought that you heard them, but you were so like... Like committed to nervous, your committed, committed to your like just committed to monogamy and like Moshe oh. do not look. I mean, I Moshe does I look. not. I mean, shit. I'm a red blood. Hear about this because I'm friends with one of them. Hey, if you're out there, what's her name? You don't want to say Susan. If you were out there, you know, hit me up with an inappropriate tweet. Uh, I'll fade. No, it's it. my friend May and and uh, and her friend read your book. I'm sorry. I, and I, I think she may have wanted to get that shit signed. I didn't notice yeah. at all. Yeah. May, can you tell me? It was May's friend. Uh, May's, May's friend. little listener. May's friend. Well, May, if you're listening, tell your friend. I didn't. I didn't know it wasn't me. She made a funny observation, which is uh, that there was like an, when they were seating people, there was like an apartheid of like good-looking people in the front, bad-looking oh, wow. people in the back. That's interesting. Which is fucking hilarious. That Donnell she, was funny. He was. Yeah, totally. I didn't see the episode. He's, he immediately remembered the fight we got into <laughs> on the show, and I was just like, "Oh my god, Neil, why aren't you on the show?" <laughs> anyway, um, that was awesome. I've opened up for him a couple times. Jeez. He was so funny, man. He was good. He's out of control. He literally is barely controlling himself. Yeah. He's the first comic I saw uh, live when I was 17 years old. A friend of mine. Oh, snuck- he's DC, right? No. Uh-huh. He is from 20 years ago. Yeah, no, I, was in, um, I was in high school in New Jersey, and a friend of mine, older friend of mine, took me to this show we had in Brooklyn. It was over. I don't remember where it was, but it was in Brooklyn. And it was, it was at a place called Pork Knockers. Probably in the back room kind of place? Yes. Yes. Is this real? Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. It was wild as fuck. The, the, I was 17 the first. That's a, that's a Gentile's tits? Is that what that is? Pork knockers. That just is like I'm one of the blackest names for a club. I've, and I would go like, it's pork knockers? <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, son of pork knockers. <laughs> like, the fuck are you talking about? He'd sit up there and he would riff for two hours, bring up comics randomly, and they would bomb. And they would get up there and he would riff some more. And there was one, the one thing I remember was... He once I, there was this one chick who was hot. She kept walking back over, like fr- in front of the stage to go to the bathroom. She had her ass was just amazing, and he keeps stopping, like, mm, "Look at that ass, mm, girl, you're killing me, girl." And then eventually we find out he's a, she's a stripper just from crowd work. And then for some reason she walks by one more time and just shows the pussy to the crowd. Oh, great, just pussy! And he's like, "What the fuck is that?" And then then they sit down, and then some guy open, lifts up a hundred dollar bill. I'll give a hundred dollars to the best pussy in this room, right? So then this stripper and the, the, and the this bro- is this sounds like if I'm not mistaken the great. Greatest comedy show in the history <laughs> of the right, world. Right, yeah. And then, 
Uh, it's called The Legend of Pork Knockers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing. 17 years old. First comedy show. And then I saw the woman. There was a, a woman behind the stripper woman, and they get into an almost fist fight about who had the best pussy in the room. Oh, man. So, uh, and then. Did uh, they, anyone, any more people show their pussy? Um, nope. No, they just oh, because what I like that it was it was purely up to as if there would be an objective decision made, Mm-mm. or it would just be up to him. Like you got the best pussy, I got <laughs> just a, some guy. I got a pussy Crazy. story. Go. Ahead. Go. I mean, I, it's not related in any way, but pussy I am going to Burning Man on Thursday as I always do. This will be my fifteenth time going. Uh, this thir- this coming Thursday. This thir- yeah, in a couple of days, which is why I'm oh, in the midnight oil right. trying to get everything done yeah, before yeah, I leave. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. One year, I was at Burning Man. How are you going for? Like a week. Got it. One year, I was there, and I was at a party. I was sitting on a couch, and there were, it, the party was so out of control that at a certain point, two women who did not know me were sitting on either side of me, started to make out, and then literally started to go down on one another over my lap. And they were not doing it for me on any level. It was like I was just stuck there. Kind of like, this is, okay. Like, there was no, like, hey, bad big boy, we're going to give you a show. It was like, hello, lump on the couch. You'll be a great place for us to eat pussy. And that was You were a pussy-eating table. That's right. <laughs> was your dick hard at all or was it more shocked? I was too shocked to get hard. Do, I know. It's a, it was a missed Burning opportunity. Man, You're Burning not Man wrong. draws the hypersexual people, right? For sure. Okay. I have a great story that I don't think I've told on the show. And I was going to tell on – I did Seth's show two weeks ago, and I was going to tell the story on there. But he thought it was too crazy for his – me, Seth, and Seth Myers and Colin Jost, who now does Update, uh, did a show in Does Vegas. Still do Jost? Yeah. yeah, he just started. Oh, okay. Um, uh, unless you know something, I don't no, know. Like, I know he was there for last season. It's yeah, just, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Um, and uh, – so we we do a show in Vegas like two years ago, and uh, we get on the elevator like an, two two hours later, and a woman gets on the elevator like a cougar, and she like recognizes us and she goes, "Oh my god, I was at the show tonight, guys, and I gotta say, I'm married, but I would fuck all of you guys." <laughs> Lovely, and I was just like, "That's the best compliment in the world." Like, you're that's like, all you want. I don't want to have to fuck. Her. I just want her to go. Like, to I would it. fuck all of you guys. That's why we do this. Yes, I, I used yeah. to host straight up Hannibal's room, Nitty Factory, and there multiple times there are women who just said, uh, "Once I saw you on stage, I decided I wanted to fuck you," and that it's a great feeling. I don't know, you build your set for a reason, you know. Yeah, you build that set to get yes. the admiration, and that's the admiration you get. And I was like, I'm completely sad. I don't feel shallow at all. It's by a great this. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great. It really is a great it's feeling. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lovely it's a lovely time. Yeah, I'll fall in love one day, but I mean, but in the meantime, yeah. you got a girl now, I'm, right? I'm in love now. Yeah, yeah so. that's great. Congrats, yeah, man. Thanks, man. I'm being in love. That's some that's some real shit. It is. Uh, let's shit. wrap it up. Listen, this it's been a fun conversation. It's so awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sorry to uh, that we kept being white about it. Yeah, sorry we're white, man. It's all right, man. I, I, I like to actually have these conversations. I feel like. Uh, I'm in like now that I'm in the workforce now. The I, workforce. The You're workforce. starring on a sitcom. Well, it's just still like it's basically that's, an office. That's the whitest shit you've said the whole episode. It's an o- yeah, because it's office. It's not normal. It's like comedians. We can just talk over each other. You know this shit. Yeah. You don't do that in real life. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so I, I always get confused when I say something and there's yeah. a silence. I'm like, yeah, oh, like somebody I, snap on me or something. Yeah, just get yeah. passionate about some shit. We just gonna be yeah. chilling. Well, listen. Oh, Seaton, you're a funny dude. He's funny. I worked with him in D.C. also and yeah, didn't have any issues. You got shit on YouTube. I didn't make anybody yeah. cry. 
and uh, you were very funny, and, and we had a great time. And uh, time. go see him. Go see him live. Yes. And watch that show with Mulaney. Yeah, man. We'll do some festivals and some shit. Shit. Cool. All right. Bye. Peace, Bye. you guys. Now you're fucking with the champs. <laughs> I woke up the morning on my money sheet. Grab my set, hit the streets, I'm on some other shit. My girl out of town, I'm with my other bitch. Hit the mall, blew it all on a bunch of shit. Then hit the club and turn the crowd to a marsh pit. Then hit the club and turn the crowd to a marsh pit. Hit the streets, I'm on some other shit. My girl out of town, I'm with my other bitch. Hit the mall, blew it all on a bunch of shit. Then hit the club and turn the crowd to a marsh pit. Then hit the club and turn the crowd to a marsh pit.